Well, it's great to be back with a brand new Inner Voice Radio, still the voice of endurance sports, and I'm still your host, Travis McKenzie. It's been quite a busy summer, so the podcast has taken a back seat. Fear not, the plan is to stay and make these episodes more often and more consistently. I'm excited for today's show. I have a great friend and mentor, Alex Benjamin, in the studio. Alex is a successful businessman, currently the CEO of Lenful, a Canadian lending company. Alex is a recent convert to endurance sports, particularly cycling. He talks about using cycling to balance, relieve his pain, and potentially swinging the pendulum too far the other way. He also references a fun gravel fondo event that he competed in last summer in Kelowna, BC, the Dirty Phil. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Please listen all the way to the end as Alex shares a generous offer with you all to support your lending and finance needs. That's all from me. Enjoy the show. Welcome. As I mentioned, very excited to be here with a special guest today, friend, fellow Aussie entrepreneur uh, based in Vancouver, Alex Benjamin. It's a pleasure to have you here, mate. How are you? Wonderful to be on the program, Trevor. Thanks for having me. Very well. Of course. It's uh, it's rare that we're in the same city at the same time these days, so this is a it's not only a treat. Man of mystery. Not only a treat to have you in the in the studio today, but a treat to sit down together and, and not be exchanging text messages anymore. Big time. That's nice. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, Alex is the CEO of Lenfill, um, has recently gone through an acquisition, um, has now back in his seat building the business uh, here in Vancouver and based in Canada. Um, Alex, why don't you give us a little bit of an insight into who you are, mate, how you managed to get yourself to Canada and a yep. little bit about the business. Yeah, look, uh, just for, for context, I, I was, I've not always been an entrepreneur. I've definitely had an entrepreneur's mindset. Um, I like to take some risk, I like to push myself, um, not too worried about the consequences always, uh, which has served me well at times and not served me so great at other times. Um, however, uh, I was in you know the corporate life uh, in my 20s and um, I took a year off work at 30 uh, just to really try and recalibrate and, and work out what it was that motivated me, you know, that I, I really wanted to get up for every day. Um, and uh, I started my first startup sort of six, seven years ago, didn't really work very well, um, and had an opportunity uh, in running that startup uh, to, to move to Canada. Met some venture capitalists here in Vancouver who offered me a, um, a, a bit of funding and an entrepreneur's visa to move here. So yeah, I came here March 2015, and uh, yeah, it's been an amazing ride. Yeah, awesome. Um, and I know that, you know, obviously context on, on why you're here, um, you're a recent convert to cycling and to endurance sports, and it always and it hasn't been the case, but, um, you know, we met through the Aussie connection and developed that relationship on the bike and yep. out on the road. Yep. Um, why don't you give the listener a bit of an insight into how you found cycling and, and sure. how that's become a big part of your life as well? Yeah, I think there's just such a huge overlap in terms of um, the energy that uh, I get from business that I also get from being on the bike and, and um, it was about 2015, 2016 that uh, it was the depth of a Vancouver winter um, where I realized, you know, there's an indoor cycling studio not too far from my house method up on West 4th and, uh, you know, I should get along and go and not only did I have a fantastic workout, just met a great group of people 
um, which is where you and I ultimately ended up um, spending more of our time together. Um, and yeah, just the amount of exertion and the energy that I could expel like on the bike, just really happy, like just really helped me manage my brain. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it became a life force, you know, it's, it's actually fueling in the tank for working in business, being able to work out so hard on the bike. Yeah. Oh, well, I think for a lot of people, they can probably uh, relate to that, whether it's, you know, long hours out on the road on the bike or in a spin studio or on a treadmill or out on the, on a trail somewhere. For me, I get a time to kind of clear my mind and it, you know, the noise goes away and I can start to think clearly. Yep. It, is that what you experience? Because it's different for everyone. Big time. Like I, I would layer all the problems in life, um, sitting behind a desk or working at the kitchen table, um, you know, building a business, you've got the weight on your of the world on your shoulders, not only family pressures, financial pressures, but then um, investor responsibilities, customers, staff, all that stuff. And what I found with, especially with cycling, is it would just, it would get rid of the noise. It would just mm -hmm. cut back to like what's really important and give me the ability to focus and I stopped worrying a lot. Yeah. So what I actually found is, um, is this right, you know, it's a great pain relief. Yeah. It's an awesome feeling. Yeah, it's great. I think, you know, a lot of people relate to that. And I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but that first winter or that first year you were in over a hundred spin classes, is That's that right. correct? Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely invested a fair bit in, uh, in, uh, method success that year, I think, uh, <laughs> but, but I set myself a goal, right? Like I, I, I was like, okay, um, I don't just have to have a goal at work. I yeah. don't just have to have a goal, um, there because, you know, if you're too rigid and you're too focused on one thing, like when it doesn't work, you know, you, you can sort of feel incredibly shit, um, yeah, so to speak. So it was excellent just sort of going out there and going, okay, I need another goal. Let, let's go for 100 classes and just crack it. Yeah. And I think I ended up, ended up doing about 110, 115. And um, you were like, you and I should uh, go for a ride sometime. <laughs> yeah, let's get outside. <laughs> you're crazy as well. There's a whole other world to see outside, outside exactly. the uh, Four Walls Method. But um yeah, and then next step there, you ended up getting a bike, you ended up spending some time on the road, you did a couple of races and events, which was awesome. Yep. Um, share with the listener your process of, you know, something that was brand new to you, a little yeah. bit scary, a lot of questions, I'm sure. Why don't you share your, a little bit of your journey out onto the road as well? Yeah, no, good question. I mean, look, I'm 37 now and I, I think um, I do have that moment every year where I'm like, what am I going to do next year that's going to scare me? Like... What is that little thing that's going to push me incrementally outside of my comfort zone where I'm like, uh, yeah. And, um, you know, you really, kudos to you. You said, you know, look, we're doing a, we're doing a gravel fondo. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> and, uh, he's like, well, you, you, you really encouraged me to said, sign up, mate, you know, get a bike and let's do it. Yeah. And, you know, I got the bike and six weeks later, if, if it was even that, you know, I was, I was, um, pedaling up, uh up a gravel hill three kilometers into a 95 um, kilometer bike ride. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think the, the really interesting thing with pain and the really interesting thing with endurance, especially in business, but also what I've discovered in cycling is that you generally survive. You always survive is my mantra. Um, yes, it's painful. Yes, it's hard. Yeah. But if you... If you push yourself, you realize sometimes you can just do so much more than what you ever realized that you could. And often it's like, how do I get outside the comfort zone? And I think for me, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. I was really looking for some other things that 
if I could stretch myself there, I realized how many other places I could start to stretch myself. And, um, you know, I think one of the things we were talking about just a couple of days ago is that in business, you know, uh, the media really presents people really well, like the winners, you know, you won, like they crushed it, they've made a lot of money. Um, and it's always, you know, the success stories we hear about, yet it's those people that when they get up and speak, it's the failures or it's the setbacks that have really, really defined who they are and what they've chosen to do. Yeah. And I, um, that's very much the case for me. You know, I've had quite a, a number of different setbacks in life that have actually really helped me get to where I am now. Yeah. Um, well, I think a lot of that shows up and, you know, for athletes out there, really the only limit on yourself is the limits that you put on yourself. So, you know, part of it is setting those big goals, but it doesn't just happen and there is going to be setbacks along the way, but it's the consistent work of showing up every day and moving forward and finding that momentum that is going to help you be successful in sports or business. Yep. Um, you know, and not everything always, you don't always win and it's, you know, you don't always have a PR or your best work at every day, but you know, if you can continue to show up with power, yeah, that's when the, the real magic happens. Do you know, culturally, one of the things I found really interesting being Australian and, and, and moving to Canada has been this um, shell that I've been able to, to, to release and let go of and, and, um, I'm not sure if other Australians feel this way or, you know, um, men, um, whether you're Canadian or not. Um, but just that realization and that unshackling in my early thirties of the shell of the armor of trying to always look really good yeah. and, and trying to always be, okay, I, I'm, I didn't screw up and I, I didn't fail. Um, and that's what's, that's where I've grown the most is every time like I've had a setback, um, it's, Yes, it's hard at the time. The ego hurts, but it's like, really, does anyone care? Yeah. You know, and actually it was actually me. It was the story. It was the inner voice inside me that was like, you know, that little voice in the back of the head going, you know, you know you're going to screw that up. Yeah. And actually conquering that is just, it opens up the doors in so many places, as you say, sport, in business, but also in friendships and family. Yeah. Um, well, I think one thing that I'm really, you know, proud of, with you and getting to know you is your, uh, is your vulnerability, you know, there you're open to having those discussions about, you know, not everything goes your way and you do have these moments where, and I'm the same that, you know, the last thing I want to do is talk to people or see people and I just need a day or two to myself. Um, you know, I think it's becoming a bit more culturally acceptable to have these conversations and, you know, a friend of mine, John Paulson, who started black sheep cycling, He's got this initiative that's just wrapping up now. It's the man ride and it's really talking about men's mental health mm -hmm. um, and unshackling and, and unmasking and being vulnerable and open to having those discussions. Yep. Um, you know, I think, and I think exercise helps that in a routine, you know, helps with that mental mindset. But you know, you and I have had that conversation before and I, yeah, big know, time. Yeah. I think, look, if I'm vulnerable, I, I think the biggest thing that cycling gave me in conjunction with actually stopping drinking alcohol, um, was a, a huge um, area for me where I, you know, growing up socially, actually, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to this, but alcohol is a big part of the scene um, from mid-teens right through life for a lot of people. And I can remember um, on a number of occasions, like having a few setbacks where drinking's impacted my judgment or it's impacted my feelings. Um, and it's just always made it like, they're always, it's partly cloudy. You know, if you yeah. look at the weather forecast, it's kind of like that's how my brain was operating. 
Mm. Um, the reason why I bring this up is because in the startup life, like I was eight, you know, eight days a week, you know, 30 hours a day. Um, I was all in building, going like crazy. And to let off pressure, you know, if I'm not exercising, it's like, okay, I'm probably drinking a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and it would just, it would just slowly just, you know, reduce my ability to perform and think clearly and think, think straight. And it was sort of around the same time that I really got into method that um, I was speaking to my wife and I was saying, you know, what are the, I was trying to think, you know, what are the things that really slow me down? Like, what are the things that really make it harder for me to perform? Yeah. And if I really answered the question properly, it was alcohol mm. um, and my ability to handle alcohol because it was just always part of the sense. It's so addictive. Yeah. And uh, I committed to taking six months off and uh, that turned into 12 months and it turned into 18 months off. Yeah. Um, and what I said to myself is, I don't know if I necessarily want to make alcohol completely out of my life or out of the scene, but I want to be able to get it to a point where I can control it and really make it a choice yeah. as opposed to, it's as simple as having a cup of coffee and I'm having a glass of wine or a beer every day when I know it's difficult for me to manage and it was difficult for me to handle and I just wanted to get to a much better place. Yeah. Include that with cycling and the, you know, the, the rigor and the, and the repetitive behavior of bringing in a daily ride. Yeah. Um, it just changed me as a man. Yeah. That's great. And I think, you know, a lot of people, uh, actually, you know, move from one addiction to another, you know, and sometimes yeah. it's, it's fitness or training or whatever. And, you know, it is a positive addiction, but, um, talk to us about that. It seems to me, you know, you've gone from a hundred classes. Now you're down to probably 50 and it seems like there's a bit more balance. Do you feel like you've now kind of swung the pendulum back to the middle where you're a bit more balanced, you're a bit more in control. Um, and you feel like you're on the right track. Yeah. Look, great question. I think, um, I'm not sure. And there's never a rule book. Hmm. I think, um, where things have actually gone hard for me in, in life and in working is actually keeping a scorecard and, and too much of a scorecard is like the ledger's here and I'm here and finding a balance all the time is really important for me because yes, you know, I love the endorphin rush of a great ride and like the challenge of hitting hundred classes and it was brilliant. But since the business has been sold and, you know, it was acquired back in June, um, it has brought back a level of kind of peace yeah. um, where I'm just not constantly needing, feeling that need to run. So right now I'm just really, really enjoying like a, a nice blend, a nice balance of the work-life balance, um, getting out and talking more, yeah. um, realizing that other people feel the same way, the way that I have about, you know, some of the issues that I've talked about today. Yeah. Um, and by talking about it, hopefully it, it, it sparks something for somebody else that, that ultimately brings them a, a better enjoyment of life and how they spend their time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you're, you know, what you're saying is it's not a clear path for anyone. Everyone has to find their own journey and everyone has to find their own way, but there are definitely things that you can do and implement that are going to help be helpful in that yep. journey, whether it is in sport or business. Um, talk me through the last few months, you know, your yeah. acquisition, you're now kind of in a bigger organization. What has that meant for your business, Lenful? And, yeah. um, you know, what is, what's the next six months to a year look, for, look like for you within the business? Yeah, look, uh, it's, it's been awesome. You know, we've got a, a, a large Canadian pension fund who bought our company. Lenful, just for the benefit of, of people listening, is just it's a small loans company only in Canada. Uh, we, we lend five to $35,000. They're five-year loans. And we've, 
we went from being a privately owned company now, and we're still a privately owned company, but we're owned basically by a bank, that, that, that somebody's sort of got the, the balance sheet of a large financial institution behind us. So it gives us a tremendous ability to grow and go after and grab the market. Um, we were a relatively you know, small player beforehand in a, in a large credit market. Credit is evergreen. Everybody uses it to some extent to, you know, to, to fund their lifestyle. Um, and what it really means for us now is we can, we can stand in the market and, you know, become number one, like really, really grow super, super hard. Um, but, you know, I've got the resources of a huge, you know, much larger organization around me now to help me do that and achieve the goal. So it's, it's incredibly exciting. Um, I, you know, obviously got new owners behind me, um, and sweeping out the previous cap table. So that now means, um, consulting with a different group of people, making sure our objectives are all aligned. And, you know, it's it's been a great four months so far. So the next couple of years is going to be amazing. Good. And then, you know, you mentioned the, the new team behind you, and I think it's important for everyone to realize that, you know, none of this is done alone. Um, you know, you've got a, a fantastic wife and you've got some great friends and networks around there. How has endurance sports and cycling really helped develop that network and kind of solidify that team yeah. around you? Yeah, great Great point you raise. Um, you, like, anything you go after, if you've got a good cheer squad, like, you're just going to enjoy it so much more and you're going to have a much higher probability of success. I think, um, without question, you mentioned my wife, Kaylee. Like, she she is always the hands on my back pushing me forward. And having a really strong, like, partner who's very confident in themselves and what they like and um, and she lets the guy fly high. You know, she really lets me go around. I can do whatever I want. I feel like a free man. And, and it's fantastic being able to go after what I want. And um, it's such a joy. I think also having, when you leave the sort of corporate life, if you ever decided to go into startup land, um, it is important to think about who you surround yourself with. And, I'm, and this is the same in sport. Those, those people who are, the crazy ones who set that unobtainable goal. And, you know, I've been watching a little bit on Netflix about mountain climbers, you know, El Capitan down in uh, Yosemite and so on. The guys who go after that stuff, like, you really do have to find that 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 crowd that is operating at that level because they're the ones who are not going to be that little voice in there. When that little voice in the head turns on and says, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, you've got those people around you saying, you can, you know, and... Um, or, or the converse, like if you aren't around the right people and that voice comes and says you can't do it, then you've got the people around you saying, of course you can't. You're just Alex or you're just Travis. There's no way you can do that. Yep. So it is, you're right. It's like, and I think it's the, you know, the sum of the five people we spend most of your time with yeah. um, is true in sport and business. And that's what I think is really attractive to me to cycling is that there's a much um, denser group of people who are, just going after it. They yeah. love it. And, you know, on that Gravel Fondo ride, like the sorts of people that were there that were going, <laughs> I was just blown away by the tenacity and the grit and just the hunger for the finish line. Like it is, it's addictive. Like you look at it and you go, wow, you can see how people get so hooked on this. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's going to be part of my life, uh, you know, till the end. Good. And what, so what's next? What's the next physical challenge you're going to set yourself? And, you know, obviously it's, Heading into the winter, so yeah. you have to probably spend some more time inside. But what does that look like for you in 2019? I'd love to. I'd love to set a couple of fondos back in place for next year. I'd love to get up Whistler, um, maybe another big Baker ride um, with a crew. But I'm also thinking, like, 
do I do a, do I do a decent ocean swim next year or something like that as well? Like there's a couple of Tahoe Lake swims next year. Um, there's uh, there's the um, swim from Alcatraz. I know that's sort of reduced its numbers and intake, but something something a little bit a little bit different where I know okay I'm going to actually have to put some serious practice into this because yeah. it's not going to be easy. I haven't swum for a while, but um, when I was living in Sydney in Australia, you know, I used to do a two and a half three k swim around Wedding Cake Island of Coogee Beach a couple of times and. Just love the ocean, um, love the swimming. So I yeah. think that could be on the cards next year for me for sure. Awesome. Well, you uh, we're going to check back in with you and, and make sure you put something on the on the books so you've got something to commit to. Yeah. Um, Alex, it's been great to have you here today, mate. Is there anything that um, our listener needs to know? How can they get in touch with you if they've got financing needs or they're interested to learn more about Lenful? How can they uh, How can they reach you, mate? Yeah. Look, thanks. And and part of the reason, you know, like. I'm very interested to learn more about as we grow, who else um, uses our money right now. We've, we've really got an interesting part of the, the Canadian credit market that, that use mortgage brokers to um, uh, connect with us. Um, I'm interested to know if there are cyclists out there, if there are people out there looking for that next big trip or to pay off that you know expensive road bike they bought last year and just you know they, they've let it run um, away from them in terms of paying it off and um, you know, we'd love to uh, support your listeners with a loan if, if they'd like to apply. Um, it's not always going to be guaranteed that everybody gets approved, of course, but uh, we're putting on a bit of a promo that if you get approved for, for a loan over 15 grand, uh, we'll, um, we'll give you 200 bucks cash back. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's, there's a little bit, there are those little bit of incidental expenses that may have happened along the way where you've suddenly got, you know, a 10 or 15 or $20,000 credit card, but all of a sudden you're like, okay, how do I get back on top of this? You know, mm. I want to pay it off. I want to set that goal, um, and, and get on top of it. So if you're interested, you can email me at, uh, info at lenful.ca and we'll set up a, uh, set up a, a loan application for form for you to complete and just mention in a voice. Um, and, uh, that offers on until the end of November. Love it, mate. We really appreciate that. And I think, um, yeah, maybe I'll send you a note. I've uh, only got a couple of bikes in the studio here and maybe we'll need to add another one. Um, yeah, nice. So we can fund a, fund a new bike fund. Um, <laughs> mate, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really, really appreciate your time. Um, Thanks, mate. Huge pat on the back for everything you've achieved in business and um, continual uh, success in sport as well. And we'll be there pushing you in the back and cheering you along the way. So Awesome. Thanks for having you, mate. Uh, thanks for being here. All the best. We'll chat soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. That was awesome. Alex Benjamin, what a guy. Humble, down-to-earth, vulnerable, and so knowledgeable. If you do have any finance needs or you want to talk to Alex about your lending and the options that you might have, please send him a note. Info at lenful.ca. I'll put the connection in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And also, go and check out innervoice.life. We've had some fantastic features of late, and I'd love for you to go there and check out the unique and interesting stories on amazing athletes doing amazing things in the endurance sports world. I'm Travis McKenzie. Thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to bringing you more and more amazing athletes in the next few months. Thanks again. Bye for now.